Imagine Golf is the number one app for the mental game. The app has 200,000 downloads, 3,000 plus 5-star reviews, and a 4.9-star rating in the Apple App Store. The Daily Drive delivers a snackable 3-minute audio lesson to help you think and play better. Listen for weekly and monthly giveaways from top golf brands. Check out their 7-day free trial with absolutely no commitment. Download now for free in the Apple App Store. Imagine Golf is brain food for your golf game. Imagine Golf. Think better. Play better. Imagine what's possible. Three shots, four part, I just do two, one putt, part four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, M2, pop five, fairway, what you fin do, think I'll try to get on, into, start right, good line, good view, Andrew, shoot him, make Gavin, two thumbs that's up high and two fingers pointed. The green jacket is going north of the border. Mike Weir has won the Masters. That I'm playing. Sometimes these part three green look like an island. I'm punching to keep it on dry land. At least I'm a try man. I'm up with the five and might use the trap man. I got a chat man. Last thing will boss be rated that best man. And where that ball land. Watch that's on my hand. Hey, welcome back to another episode of On the Screws podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I enjoyed recording it. Uh, I got a really cool guest here joining us on the podcast. The commissioner of Amateur Long Drive in Canada. Farine, hit it with Far, Sam G. Really cool, uh, really cool background. So I want to share a little bit of it with you. She's a five-time Canadian long drive champ. She was born in Mombosa, Kenya, moved to Canada at the age of 14, has a degree in psychology and kinesiology at McMaster University, currently working in orthopedic footwear and compression therapy, bracing, founder of the Python Pit, which we're going to get into in the episode later on author of Smashing the Grass Ceiling, which we also chat about, Smashing Girls Golf Instructions, Smashing Nines for Female Golfers. She's a professional speaker, just an all-around incredible, incredible person, really doing what she can to grow the game. Here's the episode with Farin Samji. Hey, welcome to On The Screws Podcast. I am here with the Amateur Long Drive Canada uh, Tour Director and Commissioner. Which uh, title do you go by, Farine? Uh, Tour Commissioner is the official title. Tour Commissioner, all right, okay. So uh, maybe you can just, um, we can hop right into it. You can give us an idea of the uh, Amateur Long Drive. Uh, that's awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. Really appreciate it. Amateur long drive is just exactly what it says. It's uh, not for people who hit the ball 400 plus yards. Uh, it's for anyone who wants to try long drive. It's a grassroots program. We have divisions for kids uh, under 13, between 13 and 17, adults, seniors, super seniors, over 70. Basically, if you think you hit the ball long, and you'll know because you're the longest hitter in your foursomes, uh, come on out and try an event. We're really trying to organically grow the sport of long drive and bring some fun back into golf and we're bringing it uh, right across canada right that's right the challenge is finding facilities who can host us so if you know of a range that's 350 yards long anywhere in canada please reach out to us on the socials because we are looking for event spots we have five in ontario we're about to announce some spots in in, uh, the calgary area in alberta Uh, but anywhere in canada if you want to hit and you have a spot that can host us we are happy to come there Awesome. Now, is there any kind of like minimums or requirements for ages and yardages and 
Yeah, so the website canada.amateurlongdrive.com will list sort of what uh, quote-unquote qualifying yardage is. This isn't a, uh, a set in stone number. It's just a number for you to see that, hey, if you're uh, in the open women's category and you can hit over 220, 230, 240, then you should compete, right? It just gives you a little baseline because a lot of people think, well, I can't hit it 400 yards, so I can't come. That's not what this is. This is amateur long drive. So it's for everyone who can hit the ball far. And also remember, Matt, when you're out there and you're pumping and the music's busting and you got the adrenaline going, you'll probably hit it further than you do on a golf course when you're afraid of a two of a two penalty OB, right? Absolutely. And and you get um you said you get six balls, right? Yeah, six balls, two and a half minutes for one set, and then you get another set, and then if you hit well, then you keep advancing. So right one in six is if that's staying in the grid, and the grid is the width of a fairway, about 40 yards. Okay, so we're uh, we're chatting with Fareen here, a, a five-time international long drive champ. Um, Canadian. Canadian, Canadian sorry, Canadian <laughs> long drive champ. And, um, yeah, so can you give us an idea of what it would be like when you get to an event and you kind of show up? What, you know, what do you expect as a competitor when you're there? Yeah, so my very first long drive event that I showed up to uh, was a professional long drive event. That's all that has existed up until amateur long drive, right? So I show up with my, my, my ping stock driver, that I used to play when I was on tour, right? Playing all the mini tours. My ping driver, my 13 golf clubs. And I look around and everyone has a bag of drivers. I'm like, who are these people and what the heck just happened? Right? Uh, but I competed my very first event with my stock driver, and that's what I'll say to everybody who wants to come out. You are already long enough with your regular driver, so come out with your regular driver. If you like it, you can see how you do and get the bug, then invest your 400 bucks in another driver that's a little bit longer with a lower spin head and start training to hit a longer club. So an event is just that. You pay your money, you sign up, you show up, you're given a time, you have your six balls, uh, you hit one set, everyone goes through rotation, you're watching other people, you're warming up in between, and then you come back, you hit your second set, and then you see where your number is. And if you advance, you advance. If you don't, you've learned something. And goodness knows, it's so... Who doesn't like the opportunity to swing as hard as you can? Of course. And hit the ball as far as you possibly can. Of course. It's, uh, it, you know, it's, it's like on every par five, right? You get up there and you think like the fairway is so big and I'm going to exactly. go. Yeah. And then you end up finding the, uh, the water or the bushes or whatever. We've all been there, right? So as you kind of progressed with the sport, what did your bag look like? Like, did you kind of get into more, um, like, cause they're longer shafts as everybody's hearing, yeah. uh, you know, people are starting to experiment on tours with the longer yeah. shafts. So what would the bag yeah. look like for you? That's a great question. See, long track gets a bad rep because in the past, you could go up to 50 inches, which is illegal for golf, right? So now the rules have changed. Okay. The maximum shaft length is 48 inches. The maximum club length, sorry, is 48 inches. Uh, and that's standard USGA, right? So every club that we use has to be USGA legal for the golf course. So that's number one. The equipment is standardized. Yes, your shafts can be a little bit longer, but with the longer shaft comes what? More air dispersion. Right? Yeah. So usually, if you have a fasting swing speed, you're going to use a stiffer shaft, a longer shaft, therefore your club head loft will be lower because you want a low spin head. Right. So as I learned more about long drive and did some research, I started tinkering around with different clubs. So now I have, well, I don't compete anymore, but when I was competing, I had about four or five different variations of drivers in my bag. Right. I had... Um, 
I think 47 and a half inches was the highest I went because I couldn't control anything at 48. But most of my clubs were 46 and a half to 47 inches. I had a higher loft, I had a lower loft uh, for into the wind, for behind, you know, um, wind behind me, wind in my face, um, different conditions. If I wanted a higher spin, lower spin, different heads, you know, that type of stuff. Um, but pretty much trying to trying to figure out what condition is more optimal for my swing, and then tinkering, tinkering, tinkering. And that the benefit with amateur long drive Canada is we have the resources with club fitters that can help you figure out what's a good setup for yourself. Yeah. So do you notice that I've always played between a, I actually played a, a short shaft for a little while, 43 and a half to 45 and, or 44 and a half. So I haven't really moved up or down much, but do you notice that when you go up those small increments? Like I notice I'm playing with the Arcos uh, this year, like the Arcos, yeah. uh, you know, like the kind of track your yardages and stuff so mentally it's in my mind a little bit that my clubs do feel a little bit longer but you know it's not but um so do you notice when you extend those kind of half inches like you notice a lot of dispersion in the swing you know the new research is showing that a stock length driver you can have the same swing speed ball speed than a longer shaft right so a lot of the guys are going actually shorter on their clubs to get to post the same type of numbers that they are doing with the longer club. So yes, if you go from 46 to 48 inches, you will 100% feel the difference, 100%. Yeah. But if you go from you know 46 and a quarter to 46 and a half, you may not. Yeah. It also depends on how tall you are. I'm only five five. So for me, the difference between 46 and 48 is massive, and I'm not strong enough to swing a 48 personally, right? Maybe I'll have to choke down on the handle, but then what's the point? Yeah, exactly. What's the point, right? Yeah. So it'll just be—it's about, it's about feel. You got, it's got to feel right in your hands. Yeah. And you have to have—you have to have the data to show you what works better and what doesn't. And nowadays, I mean, all the tech out there—it's easy to go on a on a launch monitor or, or a simulator and figure out which one works better for you. For sure. Now, maybe we can just touch on you. You've played a little bit of professional golf on the mini tours. Um, would that be like the Symmetra Tour? Yeah, it used to be called the Future Store back then. Okay. We had in Canada, we had what's called the Demore Series. I played on the Asian LPGA, played on the Players West Tour, played on the South African LPGA. Wow. Um, this is, Matt, we're going back 20 plus years, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this was back in the day. I mean, and unfortunately, not much has changed in the fact that you still can't make a living out there yeah. without also having a job, which is really sad, right? And really nice to see the whole equity campaign coming up, but it's, there's still so much of a disparity. It's not even fun. Yeah, so that's, that's why, I mean, that's how I got into long drive. I was a tour player and I got tired of being poor. I really did. I traveled the whole world for four years playing professional golf. I'm like, I cannot live like this. I didn't have the resources to not have to work in order to fund my golf, right? So I did it for four years, raised money, fundraised, had lots of people support me when I was younger. But after four years, I'm like, this this has got to stop. I, I can't I can't live my life like this. I have ambition to, to you know to be successful financially. And so I had to I had to quit playing professional golf for that reason. But then I found long drive a few years later. I'm like, hey, I can do this. My love for golf is still there I could hit the ball further yeah I'm paying it's really a paid hobby right I'm paying to go into these events but what I'm learning and what I'm getting out of it is so much fun and hey if I can win a few tournaments how, how awesome is that yeah yeah for sure right and uh, did you did you ever run into like any like when you're playing the courses and how they're set up with your length did you find it to be you know kind of back when you were playing professionally did you find it to be an advantage disadvantage or Back then, it was uh, more of a disadvantage, I found. Okay. Uh, and even now, when I'm playing golf at a regular golf course, I may be hitting only driver four times. Wow. Because a lot of the times, you will run out of fairway. 
you know, where, where your T-blocks are, you will run out of fairway, and the fairway narrows into the throat, and if you're hitting it, you know, 300 plus yards uh, off the off the tee, you're, you're in trouble. So I really only use my driver four, maybe four times wow. in a round, but the advantage is in the length of the irons, right? It's really nice to come in with a nine iron or an eight iron uh, into a par five as opposed to hitting the second shot with a three wood, right? Yeah. Uh, I had real trouble, though, in Colorado. I'll tell you that right off the bat. Because of the altitude, I couldn't peer back. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't uh, dial it down, right? So I got into trouble. OB long off the green many, many times. So I'm like 160 my nine iron. What the heck? Uh, that's this. Yeah, that's the second time uh, in two weeks I've heard that. So last week um, had a, a young professional golfer on. He's playing on. Uh, He's been doing some of the Corn Ferry Tour events and uh, yeah. trying to qual- some of the Monday qualifiers and whatnot, and he was saying the same thing. Uh, he lives in Colorado, and and sometimes it's so much different with the air elevation, how far the yeah. ball goes, right? So that is so interesting. Um, so kind of reeling back to where you were talking about, uh, you know, not really making a lot of money in the game, and uh, you know, having to give it up so you could just kind of go into something that you're just passionate about with hitting the ball a little bit, and then yeah. you start working on your career. So I started off this episode with. Uh, with your extensive bio, like I was saying to you earlier. So um, I hope you don't mind. I kind of gave a lot of the points of... Uh, of your, your, your listeners are going to fall asleep, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Farin, um, you were born in Mombosa, Kenya. That's right. Right? Mombasa, Correct. Yeah. And then you moved... Uh, Mombasa, sorry. And then you moved yeah. over to... I've got a very Canadian accent. But uh, <laughs> you, you moved over to Canada at the age of 14. So was that for golf, to pursue golf? No, that was for education. I had an uncle that lived in Dundas. He was an egg farmer. And so um, he sponsored me to come over. And I finished my high school in Dundas. And then I went to McMaster University. And so the whole idea was come to Canada for an opportunity of education. Golf was never even on the radar. Yes, I golfed as a kid. Uh, I probably carried a five handicap all through university. Wow. But uh, there was no women's golf team at Mac. So I actually played tennis for Mac because that was my first sport. I was a junior level uh, national tennis player growing up in Kenya. But I played tennis for Mac. Uh, and then didn't go pro until after I finished my university education, because that was a rule in my family. You're getting an education first, and then you can go and do whatever the heck you He's out in my ball and of course so I tee up uh, I lose the ball and I re-up I miss the fairway, I probably end up in the ocean Or maybe the beach And I'm on a par 5 and I'm finna go reach it Second was blind, I ain't see it Feel like it might be an albatross Work case scenario, birdie Alright, so you've written a book, you're an author yeah, uh, smashing the, the, the yeah, smashing the grass ceiling. Okay, it's a, a professional woman's guide on how we use golf to build business connections because we know that business happens on the golf course, right? And and you know the guys do it so well all the time, and the women are afraid to use golf as a networking tool because they're like, I'm not good enough. Like, have you seen the guys golf? Like, yeah, really, I've, seen the guys <laughs> I've got I've got some of those friends who might be tuning into the podcast right now. So, I've seen those guys. Yeah. Thomas, Richard, Curtis, we're talking about all you guys, man. So. <laughs> but here's the difference, right? You have the confidence to go out there and make asses of yourself and it's okay. But women won't do anything in public unless they're really good at it, right? So my goal is to inspire and motivate women to get out there. And it doesn't matter if you fail. No one actually cares what you do on the golf course as long as you can keep up with the group in front of you. Yeah. Right? So I, the book is all about strategies on how to handle being the worst golfer in your group, but also being able to use golf to make relationships and actually I've had a lot of men say to me Far, I need this stuff 
And it's absolutely true. The book, actually, you can know that anybody can read it. I just had to have a, a niche for marketing, so I chose so I chose women. Right? But really, the book is for anybody who's in that sales role, relationship building role that may not be confident using golf as a relationship building tool. Yeah, that's amazing because I know, um, like I had shared with you, my wife and uh, my sister are probably my two most consistent playing partners. And I, I booked around actually for after work uh, this afternoon. Um, and it was like the last tea time. So we're paired up with a couple other guys and she's, you know, kind of nervous and exactly. saying, yes. saying, Jennifer, don't worry about it. Like, you know, the idea is to just kind of get up there and, you know, she swings pretty well off the tee. She does all right. And, and kind of just what you were saying, just try and keep up with the group in front of you. And as you're approaching yeah. your shot, like we, we walk, you know, you want to stay as active as possible. So, yeah. you know, kind of think about your next shot as you're getting there. Don't get there and then be like, okay, like, don't be all nervous walking up to the ball and then get there. Like, make a plan while you're approaching yeah. that ball right so absolutely and also remember you don't have to get any shot like if you and at, at my women's nine hole networking events if you swing twice and you miss the ball you pick it up and you throw it because <laughs> <laughs> we don't keep score and we're really just there to, to have fun and network and you know when you're vulnerable with somebody on the golf course you actually make that connection right you make that connection for really, sure really strong doing an activity together and being vulnerable with each other and that's a lot of my women find that you know they start the night holes super nervous and by the time they end they're like holy man that was so much fun and really who cared what you shot because we don't we don't keep score there's no there's no prize for score we just keep prize for rigging and stuff that's uh that's perfect and and so that's the um that's your uh, smashing girls instruction, right? Or sorry, yeah, if we're, so if we're to go into, nines. yeah, so yeah. that's the smashing nines. And then, and then, so you do have the smashing girls uh, program as well, right? Yeah, so can you, can you tell us a bit nines. about that? Yeah, the smashing nines is for women, professional women. And we have it in four different areas in the GTA. Uh, and the, they are fundraisers for the smashing girls program where we partner with organizations like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Girls Inc., local school boards, uh, you know, uh, and lots of organizations that support underadvantaged, underprivileged young teenage girls. And so these girls, come to us and we through these programs we pay for their lessons so I have four girls in Guelph I'll pay a pro in Guelph for their lessons um, through the event we'll fundraise and then my the mentors are women from my Smashing Nights programs so then the mentors will then connect with the girls and play nine holes with them and really golf is just the excuse right? right we want an opportunity to connect with the girls but a lot of these girls will never have had an opportunity to play golf before ever Right? So we've had four girls in Guelph, we have four girls in Hamilton, we're building the program in Kishnawaterloo, we're building the program in Dufferin, in Shelburne, Orangeville area. And the idea is to have an opportunity for underprivileged girls to be able to come and use golf as a way to connect with other successful women entrepreneurs. Because, you know, nowadays, Mac, these teenagers, they feel like they have to act perfect, be perfect, dress perfect, look perfect, and the amount of pressure that is on them is so high. I don't want them to see that you can get on a golf course and miss golf shots and still be the VP of the bank. Well, that kind of, yeah, exactly. That sort of takes us back to like the long drive as well, too, because golf is like, you know, kind of becoming cool again, right? So, um, like I I mentioned to you earlier, like the intro to this song is like a golf rapper from down in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, He kindly let us use the music and like, so that's it. Like you can kind of go out on the course now, play a bit of music and, you know, just have a drink and it be friendly and, and realize that it's not so, it doesn't have to be so intimidating. Right. So it started with Tiger, right? Like he started by, he started by making the golf, the game cooler. Yeah. And now you see, you know, guys like Bryson out there and yeah, he gets a bad rap. But come on, the guy can hit a ball. Yeah, like and the sport of long drive is helping that. I think the sport of long drive is helping bring that cool factor back into golf because really, and, and we get a bad rep like, well, can you punt? 
Like, it doesn't matter. I'm not competing in putting. I'm competing <laughs> in long drive. Hey, but Bryson last year was the longest off the tee, most strokes gained off the tee, and yeah. most strokes gained putting for the first time ever in PGA Tour right. history, right? And Jamie Sadlowski, a multiple world long drive champion, is playing on the majors. There are tons of long drivers yeah. that are really, really good golfers, right? Yeah. So, yes, of course, there's still long drivers. There are long drivers who can't putt, but there are people who putt who can't hit the ball long. So what's the difference? Exactly. Exactly. That's me. Like, I, I have, like, great short game, good putting. Like, I'm an exceptional putter, really good short game, decent approach irons, long irons, no good. Where are the perfect <laughs> scramble team combinations? I, you know what? I find that with a lot of people, too. I'm, I'm pretty long off the tee, but, like, my long irons are just a mess at times. And, yeah. like, I'm just starting to to play some new uh, Shrixons this year. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that I can uh, – not that the club does the work, but I, I've noticed some uh, yeah. some changes. So I'm, I'm – and you know, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that, right? The club doing the work. There's a lot of resistance I find, especially with coaches and parents of young junior, uh, junior and youth golfers. I don't know if you go to long drive, that's going to ruin your golf game. And, you know, we're working towards a scholarship. But I, I, I'm going to choose to challenge that way of thinking because I've actually find, as a professional golfer myself, that long drive has helped my golf game. Because where do I have that opportunity to stand and hit brand new golf balls, yeah. six in a row, groove that swing, swing out of my shoes, and have somebody measure the distance for me, and actually get that data and that feedback of exactly how far I've hit it. And that practice of hitting under pressure to hit the grid all the time has actually helped me be a better golfer. I don't have a different swing on the grid than I do on the golf course. I may you know, go to 100% as opposed to 80%, but that's not changing my swing, and the equipment isn't changing my swing. And most of the time... People will show up with their stock drivers and do just fine. Right? Yeah, so and, uh, I really want to challenge that thinking. People are thinking that the golf, the long drive is gonna is gonna ruin their golf game. That is not true. Like a couple of uh, like I, I follow quite a few of the long drive uh, pages like on Instagram or YouTube. Kyle Berkshire and those guys. He's the yeah. the reigning men's champion right now. And I know that there was an upset in the women's uh, last year, but I can't remember her name. But um, like I'm thinking of like guys like Tony Finau, Cameron Champ, yeah. like Bryson, like we were talking about. Yeah. Like two of those names are top five golfers in the world right now. Yeah. And yeah. on the on the LPGA tour. Um, like I mentioned earlier to you, like I'm a big fan of Carlota Seganda and she has yeah. like a very smooth but long style swing. It's not, it's, it's kind of like, you know, from the old school, like it looks a little bit like John Daly, not so much over the top, but she absolutely crushes the ball too, right? Yeah. So yeah. she would be able to transfer that into long drive or back into, uh, into her pro playing, right? And, and Brooke Henderson, everybody knows Brooke Henderson and she's got that nice, long, smooth swing. So it's kind of, it's nice to see you be able to blend them. The two, right, and and those those two. Alexis Belton was on the W W uh, the Women's Long Drive Championship. Uh, she's a tour golfer. Chloe, who is the world champion. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. That's what, Yeah, that's what I was she looking coached, for. I, I mean, maybe she can't do, but I think she coached NCAA as well. Like, these yeah. are good golfers who hit the ball far, right? Yeah. And I think my challenge to the kids is, and that's that's been really disappointing for me is to not see as many juniors come up through amateur long drive. My challenge to the kids is. This is a way to build your profile too, yeah. right? Add these long drive events to your to your big resume that goes out to college scholarships. We've had two we have in Ontario, we have two junior long drive world championships for for amateur long drive. Jeanne Navarro, when she was thirteen, won the ALD Worlds, and Josh Fowler, when he was seventeen, won the ALD Worlds. Wow. Like Sydney Porter came second. 
Good for them. So these two boys are first and second in the world. What kind of uh, what kind of yardages are they putting up? I, I this might sh- this is gonna shock me. I know for sure. Josh and, Josh and Sydney, they're hockey boys, right? Three forty, three fifty. Wow. Wow, good you for know, them. These, these, guys, these are world champions. But that yeah. doesn't mean that if you don't hit a 240, you don't, you don't compete. Because, I mean, the best golfer doesn't win all the time. Right? You have a different winner on the PGA Tour every single time. I can, Yeah, well, exactly. And we can only dream of that length. Well, not you, because I, I read that in competition, your personal best is 334 yards, right? Yes. That, that is a good hit. That is pretty. That is pretty long. So, was that in your kind of your reign of uh, five consecutive? Yeah. I think, okay. I want to say either 2014 or 2015. I see Canadian Nationals. One of those years, I can't really remember. Um, but yeah, it was fine. I mean, but my that's my that was my longest drive, right? My average drive. Like when I'm on a golf course now, I'm 40. Gosh, I'll be 47 this year. Okay. So my average drive on a golf course right now is probably. 270 to 280 maybe and if i get out there and i want to bust it yeah i'll hit him over 300 if wow. you know, a, a fair times if i have the right type of golf hole right but for the most part yes i'm still pretty long off the tee but it's my irons that are also long too right so yeah there's the advantage i think from from length is that the longest that you can rem- like do you remember your longest drive that you've had like either at a simulator or that you've had recorded maybe yeah, you know on a golf course it's hard to measure I and mean, i've had a couple of drives that Measure 350. Wow. You know, like when you're looking at, when you're looking at, but, but that's not real, right? Because you're looking at the yardage marker and then you're looking at the team, you're looking at the card, and then you're doing your, I'm at 100 yards, but it's a 450 hole. Does that mean I hit a 350? But did I go, you know, as a crow flies and cut the corner? Like, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's hard to, and that's why I don't use those numbers. I only use the numbers that are measured in competition yeah. as official official numbers, right? It's smart, too. Because sometimes, you... sometimes there's too much bragging in the world of long drive, so yeah. you got to keep it real. You don't want to be unrealistic, too. But even yeah. Like even a couple weekends ago, like Bryson carrying it like three fifty five, three sixty over the water, like cutting those yeah. corners into a par five. You know, I loved it. Like I absolutely loved it. I posted like a photo of it. I just thought it was yeah. amazing. And then I think uh, that's great. You know what? And you know what? He gets a bad rep, but who cares? He's he's talented and he's done what he's done, and he's absolutely. worked at it to do it. So absolutely. All yeah, like he's won majors now. He's won world golf championships, multiple yeah. events. Like he's, yeah, and he's a top ten player in the world. Uh, maybe even know, top five. A, right? He's one of the testaments of work. Right, you, you get out what you put in, and he's put the work in. Absolutely. Um, so before I let you go, maybe you can tell me a little bit about the uh, your Python pick. Uh, oh wow! Group. Yeah, Python's pick. Wow, that's a volunteer initiative. Um, and it is a high school version of Dragon's Den. So I'm an entrepreneur. I've always been an entrepreneur my whole life. Right. And the idea, even on the golf tour, like I had to balance my budget. Right. I mean, you got you got finances in. You got your your profit and loss statement. You got your income statements. Like you got to balance the stuff out to make sure you don't run out of run out of money. Um, so I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. And Python's Pit is an opportunity for high school kids to learn uh, entrepreneurship. So they make applications of their ideas, like Dragon's Den. And then we have a team of mentors and a team of volunteers that screens their applications. Applications. We select the top ten, and then we train them over the course of two or three months on how to make a three-minute pitch. And then the top ten have their three-minute polished pitch, which they then present to a team of pythons. And again, the pythons are volunteer, successful business people. We have owners of breweries, owners of grocery stores, uh, successful marketers. It doesn't really matter, right? Successful entrepreneurs that now serve as the judges. So they then judge these top three pitches, we record everything, we make it into a, a TV show, and then we, 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 we play it out as 10 episodes of each kid's pitch is each episode, and then we have a big event that's the finals, and then the kids win uh, scholarships to university. 
Wow, that is uh, that is incredible, and and yeah, um, super fun. yeah like it's kind of nice because you also said your um, your Smashing Girls uh, golf instruction program they end up with uh, with a prize as well, right? Uh, every girl in the Smashing Girls to date has received a set of golf clubs. Amazing, amazing. Okay, what a cool uh, initiative. We had lots of support from donors. I've just applied for Golf Canada Foundation uh, support, so hoping that they will approve the application, and that'll really help. You know what the biggest barrier is, Mac, for these girls is transportation. And I didn't foresee that, right? I yeah. have the mentors, I have the girls, I have the funding, I have the golf course, I have the equipment. But getting the girls to the golf course, you cannot take a bus yeah. to a golf course, right? And that has been the biggest issue. And the mentors are, bless their hearts, like they drive out and pick the girls up and bring them. But it's hard when you're working full time and the lesson's at 5 p.m. and you got to get through rush hour traffic to the other side of town to pick up the girls. So with the funding, I'm hoping that we can get transportation for the girls to bring them to their lessons where the mentors can meet them. And, uh, and then they can... Uh, that's uh that's amazing far before i uh before i let you go um just to kind of round off the uh amateur long drive maybe you can give us an idea of your schedule for the uh, upcoming season yeah, for sure. All the dates are on our website or on the socials. We have events. Uh, April 11th is the first one at Faraway Greens in Burlington. That's an indoor event. And then May 16th, we're at Golf Play in Kitchener. And then June, we're at Tangle Creek. July, we're in uh, Rebel Creek. And August, we're at Southern Pines. So three outdoor events, two indoor events. Uh, all the sign-up is online. Every age division, both genders, like, come out and hit. Hit as much as you can. Because the more you hit, the better you will get. No Absolutely. Question. And we got we got music, we got drinks there. Like oh, we're having a good fun, yeah. Man. And yeah. he's been such a great supporter of our April 11th Fire Week Greens event. So you know Jeff's always been really good to us. Yeah, yeah. Same with the podcast here. Jeff's uh, Jeff's incredible. He's always uh, he came on right away with us and um, you know gave us something to do some giveaways yeah. with and stuff. So it just really For gives sure. back to uh, he uses all of his connections to really give back to the golf community, which is really amazing. And you know that's what we really really need because we are grassroots. We have no funding, no national funding, no provincial funding. Like ALD is totally grassroots. Like we have a, a local real estate agent uh, company, uh, Team Logue, the Remax company in Burlington. They're sponsoring the Farmer Greens event. We're looking for people for Kitchener, for Tangle, for Rebel. You know, if if you're out there and you want to help us out, please reach out because we can sure we'll take anything you can give us. Awesome. And you do uh, like you teach lessons as well, right? Yeah, I teach mostly okay. virtually. Okay. I teach mostly, mostly virtually. You have a, a, a big a portal for women uh, who are not so confident to uh, to teach. But I teach I teach in person only in Burlington and Faraway Greens. It's been really challenging with the pandemic. Absolutely. Uh, but certainly virtually online on our on the Facebook platform. Uh, there's lots of free content for my Instagram page as well. So you've got. Uh... A lot of things going on. So if anybody's looking to get a hold of you for any of these things, what's the easiest way to uh, to reach out to you, Far? Uh, on the socials, at Hit It With Far is my Instagram. Okay. Uh, Facebook, Golf With Farin Sanji. Um, on my website, farsanji.com, the contact page. All that stuff comes directly to me. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank or you, Far. <laughs> or yeah, or of course, if you're listening to the podcast, ask me and I'll I'll, I'll put you on a fire. That's no problem at all. Yeah. And hey, uh, thanks for helping us uh, talk about amateur long drive. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely it's fascinating. Good. I don't know if I'm ready for one of these events, but I might have to just join one to uh, yeah. to give it a shot. Why not, right? Yeah, so come I'll come and watch anyway. Have a couple triple bogeys and have a good That's time. Right. I love the music. Good so. Night. Uh, well, thank you again, Far. This is uh, this is great. What you're doing for the game and growing the game—that's kind of the idea of the podcast here at On the Screws Podcast. And it's uh, yeah, it's it's just great to connect with other people looking to do the same. So thank you so much, and uh, yeah, we'll see you again. And thank you for all the work you're doing, Matt. Really appreciate it. Yeah, that's
Put that ball in the water and I thought it was skip it. Fit check up too fast and I thought it was skip it. Fit go past the flag and I thought it was sit. I come ready with excuses, boy. I'm a quit. Not really sure why I started this here. I can't think of nothing harder than this. And the hours I hit, I get darker than this. Stay on the range till them targets get hit. Don't even drink with that barf and get hit. Couldn't wait for the 19, just caught it a trip. And I start with a fit, now I'm down to a sip. Put a ball in the rough, that's another miss hit. And I backed up that pitch with a horrible chip. And I collapse, but I'm in a marvelous fit. I got bogey, a five for a marvelous fit.